On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Welcome to the show where we share stories and memories of the music that has shaped our lives. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, y'all. Stephanie Pena. What's up? What's up, Talk Tuners? We hope you were having a great summer. We know we've been deep in our concerts over here, having a great mm-hmm. time, having a great summer. And Stephanie, I was so intrigued by a recent concert that you told me about. So crazy, these guys. I would love to hear more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, check it out, y'all. So I went and saw uh, the metal band Butcher Babies. This is a female-led duo um, name of Heidi Shepard and Carla Harvey. I discovered them in 2013, and they've come, they, they've come a long way. They do a lot of uh, experimenting with their, I think they're on their third album, something to that effect. And they made a pit stop in San Antonio, because um, right now they're on tour with Mudvayne. So they are opening up for Mudvayne, and they made a pit stop in SA, naturally, as I always say. San Antonio has a very strong metal community. This was a Monday night at the Rock Box in downtown San Antonio, which is my favorite, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, shithole of a venue, because it is. It's raw. <laughs> it's, it's a shithole, and anyone who knows and who lives in San Antonio would agree. But we go. <laughs> All the big metal acts play this stage i have seen Corey taylor with stone sour Corey taylor lead singer slipknot august burns red oh my gosh i mean there's just so many um god bless america i'm thinking of uh you know some other bands but there's gore i'm gonna see gore in a couple weeks anyway so yeah i mean there's it's a it's a really great venue and Butcher Babies hit the stage. This was, it was great because they were actually telling us this is one of the few shows that they've headlined. And the crowd, you could tell like these, like they have their own little cult following. So <laughs> I was like, you know, first time I've ever seen them super stoked, but it was really cool to see their little community there. People were just going crazy. And the cool thing about this particular band is their energy. You know, Stephanie and I, you know, you know we talk a lot about showmanship and just, the vibes that it brings. Oh my God. Like these women, like we're doing like jumps in the air and like, Oh, like, damn, I was mesmerized. I was mesmerized. I mean, they're beautiful and they're talented. And I was just like, Oh my God. I was like, Jeff went with me, my husband. And I was just there like drawing hearts over my heart. I'm like, this, they are just so amazing. And you know, you know, if you guys follow us, you know, I've been, seeing quite a few shows for with women, you know, women, you know, artists, Janet Jackson, Saltanya Tucker. So now Butcher Babies. We talked about the yeah, yeah, yes, you know, last episode. So it's really cool when you get to see women do their thing, headline and fucking rocket. And this, uh, I'm really drawn to this band because I started learning about, uh, you know, their, their histories, their backgrounds. And Carla Harvey, absolutely love her. She's so talented. Um, she is biracial. And that's something that you do not see a lot of ethnicity in metal, period. Yeah, Whatever. Totally. It just, it's what it is. It's yeah. <laughs> what it is. And so cool to see her take the stage, own her shit. Outside of her music world, she is a mortician and a grievance counselor. 
Right? How cool is that? I mean, wow. And the other uh, you know, lead singer, uh, Heidi Shepard, she's a really big advocate for mental health. So they bring a really good message and a lot of great energy, and they pour their heart out into their music. Uh, so I highly recommend checking them out. The name, Butcher Berries, they got it because they both have a really, really deep love for the Plasmatics, which is a punk rock band from New York. Led by a woman, Wendy O. Williams. You know, that's so funny, Stephanie. We were just talking about, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. What is it about the O? <laughs> yeah, right? What is, what it, is about it about the O? The o? <laughs> oh. So anyway, Wendy O. Williams. So, um, but yeah, so I, I really, really enjoyed them. I've been wanting to see them for years. Uh, I hope that one day they'll be selling out major, major big venues. Um, they deserve it. So definitely check them out. So cool. That's so awesome. Cool. And what a neat yeah. showmanship situation from them. I just have so much, I don't know, people can really be physical on stage mm-hmm. and own that. To me, while they're, you know, putting the music first and everything, that's incredible to me. So that's really, yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, and on that note, you know, again, just being women, like, I'm sorry, women don't get the attention that they deserve in any type of genres, and especially for metal. Yeah. It's a very dude genre. Love going to metal shows because there's no line to the ladies' room. So, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And so it's always great going to metal shows. And these women belt and, you know, do the cookie monster so good. I was like, man, I'm so envious because I can't do that for shit. So anyway, check them out, y'all. If you enjoy metal, you want to go see an energetic show, highly recommend sewing to see the Butcher Babies. Made Jeff a fan. He wasn't, he don't know, you know, we have different tastes. And I was like, dude, I told you, told you, listen to me. Always listen to me. Joking. Right. Joking. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. All right. So aside from that, um, let's get on today's topic. We're going to be talking about the one, the only, we're going back in time, <laughs> going back in time, folks. Today, we're going to be talking about Santo and Johnny and their epic hit Sleepwalk. So the first thing that I love about Santo and Johnny is they are Brooklyn bros. And as talk tuners may or may not know, but you probably know if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, Stephanie and I both lived in Brooklyn for a really long time. It's really close to our hearts. So it was so cool to hear about these guys who uh, made it their home since early on. And I thought that was really, really neat. Absolutely. 
they're fantastic. They're fantastic. So they, Santo and Johnny, were indeed brothers. They were an instrumental duo. They were of Italian descent, living in Brooklyn. It was Santo Farina, born in 1937, and Johnny Farina, born in 1941. So these guys were so cool. They uh, had a dad who was very musically inclined, and he heard that steel guitar, that distinctive steel Mm. guitar sound on the radio while he was stationed in the military. And he wrote to his wife, their mom, I'd like the boys to learn to play this instrument. Cool. What a cool origin story, right? Mm -hmm. What a cool origin story. So when Johnny turned 12, he began to play accompaniment to Santo on a standard electric guitar. And then the brothers formed a duo. They became popular in school. They performed at events all around New York, and then they recorded a demo that they circulated to local New York record companies. And kind of from there, things started to snowball, and Mm -hmm. they had a lot of belief in themselves. Uh, Johnny turned 16, right, just at 16, and he told their father, I'm going to quit school to pursue a career as rock stars. And their father, which is amazing, right? You're 16 years old. You're 16 years old. And their father, who is the one who wanted them to learn the steel guitar, he actually responded, the only stars are in the sky. So they had a lot of faith in themselves. Right? Yeah, that fueled their fire. You know, they had something to prove. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot to prove. So, of course, they're best known for Sleepwalk. It's really one of the biggest hits of that golden age of rock and roll. It was a regional success first, and then it hit the Billboard uh, pop chart. It was released nationally in 1959. A little side factoid uh, that we found during researching this, which I don't know if everybody is going to know who's on the line. You know, even though this is an instrumental song, and that's the version that you've heard all Mm -hmm. over the radio, there's actually lyrics to this song. We include the lyrics, I will sleepwalk no more. I'm not going to sing it for you, but you could guess it and you can you can find folks on spotify and youtube performing it like that the singer renee olstead and others they have a version with the lyrics i have never heard a version with santo and johnny's vocals to our knowledge with this research it looks like they decided to record the version without lyrics and that that was a deliberate decision um but they did write it with it right so they wrote it with I thought that was really neat. Yeah, they wrote it with, uh, so Santo and Johnny wrote it. Um, Anne's uh, wife co-wrote it, who, uh, sorry, Santo's wife, Anne, wrote it. Uh, and then Don Wolf um, mm-hmm. wrote it together. So it was really interesting to be like, yeah, we have these lyrics. We've decided um, that they're just going to be basically hypothetical lyrics. And the rest is kind of history, right? Yeah, and then you guys go back and read the lyrics. They're beautiful, and it's very haunting. And the song itself, when you listen to it, it brings so much emotion, and you can tie it to different feelings in life, and I highly recommend to go read these lyrics. I can only imagine. I wonder if maybe one of them just wasn't comfortable singing. Maybe that was the reason why they decided to not you know, release it uh, as a standard song and just as an instrumental. So, so yeah. many questions, so many questions. I mean... That's yeah. It's a long time ago. So yeah, it's a long time ago. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fascinating, right? Like what's left unanswered there, but it's so interesting um, to hear about what kind of ends up becoming popular in the cultural yeah. zeitgeist, even if you kind of have certain intentions for a piece of art. So I was fascinated by that. But the brothers sat and wrote the song together one night. They couldn't sleep after playing a gig and started jamming. And what a way for the muse to visit you, right? Yeah. It's crazy to me. So that song had a life of its own. Afterwards, Mm -hmm. we, of course, are sharing with you that, yeah, it charted in 1959. But since then, it's been in over 28 movies, uh, which is crazy. It's so evocative of the time, this particular song. And and that includes La Bamba, which, Stephanie, I will let you talk about because I know you have really specific facts and memories related to that. But it celebrated its 60th anniversary in 2019 by being used in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. So it just has such legs and has just gone on for so long to have such a legacy. And what, yeah. how neat to me, right, that this one piece of music just gone on for so long. Absolutely. No. Um, yeah. I mean, La Bamba. La Bamba is where I was introduced to this song. And I'm sure a lot of people were introduced to this song through that movie as well. Um, La Bamba came out in July of 87 and uh, it is one of my favorite movies. It's really neck and neck with the Lost Boys, which I found out that that was released July 31st of 87. Ain't that crazy? So what a good time for movies. What a good, and the Lost Boys also has a great soundtrack as well. So with La Bamba, you know, for folks that do not know anything about this movie, it is about the late, great Richie Valens and his life as a musician. And unfortunately, he was taken from this earth at a very, very young age. And Sleepwalk is the song that is played during Richie's funeral. And at the end, when Isai Morales, whose name is Bob, he is yelling for his brother. And yes, now back in 87, I was six years old. I saw this in a movie theater till this day. I still weep like I know Richie. (laughs) Like he was my friend. That's where I take my emotions. I, through these, uh, through the research we've been doing for the show, um, I was, you know, hearing through different, reading through different blogs and some folks like that was their first song. They, they danced to at their wedding. Some folks walked down the aisle. I feel the loss of Richie Valens. <laughs> so it's just, it's a great song. I love it. But I'm like, oh, it holds that, you know, it's very deep emotional connection there. And uh, La Bamba itself, you know, aside from Richie's story, uh, the soundtrack is phenomenal. But check it out, y'all. The song is not on the soundtrack. The soundtrack for La Bamba is basically all of Richie Valens' music done by Los Lobos. And yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. it's all done by Los Lobos. I had the tape as a kid, absolutely adored it. Um, you know, love Richie so much. M- me and Jeff's first song was We Belong Together. That was our first dance, a Richie Valens song. But, you know, that Richie all day, man, Richie all day. Uh, <clears throat> you know, back to you know, just to, to sleepwalk. I mean, this is, man, I mean, I don't even know how to put it into words, Stephanie, but it's like... <laughs> When you when I watch La Bamba the movie and I'm going through his journey, getting so psyched for him, I'm just like, oh no, it's gonna turn. Things are gonna turn. Santo and Johnny are gonna come out and start playing their guitar. And, oh, the tears just fall. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I 
<laughs> wave of emotion wave of emotion these are one of those songs though now i mean aside from the movie if i hear it anywhere right you just mentioned it's been done in over 28 movies it, it's in other spots i just because i was introduced to through that movie that's why i always go first but you know when that song is played there's something serious going on <laughs> death love i don't know but it it, it, it literally like i don't care what the hell i'm doing that song comes on and i'm just like okay right gotta listen to it like my world stops yeah that's that's what this song does to me and yeah uh, please stuff carry on it's such an evocative song right and i just remember yeah like your memories are so clear about them uh i have a memory of just being really obsessed with this song um, as a child when I heard it and it came on oldies radio and to me it was so mm. it was so specifically evocative like I just remember it so distinctly it's kind of a it's kind of a nostalgia that you can't quite put your finger on and that it's hard to describe and talk tuners if I'm sure if you listen to the clip you felt the same way um, but to your point Stephanie to have that song be ubiquitous to illustrate um, the tragedy of what happened to Richie Valens it's kind of incredible, right? Like to have that association so strongly, I think for so many people and people forget too, this uh, absolute wonder kind of a child because he really was a child. Uh, Richie Valens was 17 when he passed. Yeah. Seven years old. God. Yes. It, it, insane. Can you imagine, you know, I mean, of course, if y'all know the story, Richie passed along with Buddy Holly and you know the big bobber i mean these are big names at this time you know the day the music died right so wow that was just so perfectly placed this song was so perfectly placed like and just to capture all that yeah it's just oh wow it's just insane and i think music enthusiast period i don't care what type of music you like what you're drawn to Everyone has an appreciation for this. If you like to deep dive into different types of genres and you hear it, it, it just, it strikes a chord. Absolutely. You know, and because of that, I think it's been recorded by so many artists that go across genres um, that are of different genres. And that includes uh, yeah. Brian Setzer, Larry Carlton, the Deftones, um, Jeff Beck, Danny Gatton, James Burton, so, uh, Joe Santorini, the Ventures, um, who are of the same era. Uh, Modest Mouse, mm-hmm. Chet Atkins, Robbie Krieger of The Doors, Les Paul, The Supremes, Eric Clapton, Al Cooper of Blood, Sweat and Tears, and Carlos Santana. And I thought that's like kind of incredible. And then even John Lennon was inspired by Sleepwalk to write Free as a mm-hmm. Bird. So to me, yeah, like unbelievable influence with this song. It's such a singular piece of music, such a singular piece of art. Yeah, and, you know, during my research, I was also learning that this, uh, the instrumental, the song, that it has Hawaiian influences. It does kind of sound like a luau. It takes you yeah. on a trip. It totally. takes you on a trip. And, uh, you know, has you know, a little bit of the Western and, of course, rock and roll. So how cool is that? I mean, and especially during this time, 1959, it's a different America, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. that steel guitar. I think that uh, was new to a lot of audiences, had that Hawaiian influence and that folks learned a lot, right? Even uh, by proxy, when that came on the radio, uh, people got an education. 
Yeah, for sure. So as far as Lysanto and Johnny today, uh, Johnny Farina is still performing every now and then. Um, I found that he actually played a show uh, at the beginning of the year in January at the Bowser's Rock and Doo-Wop Party Volume Volume 21 at Mohegan Sun. Hell yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, Seth, we have to go back to the East Coast and check this out because it's annual. I Volume would love to. 21. Let's like, do it. Why did we go to this show? Oh my yeah. God. Like, oh man, because check it out. This lineup was sick. Chubby Checker and the Wildcats. Jay Siegel tokens, and that's what the lion sleeps tonight. Hell yeah. Chris Montez, Lala Brooks, original singer of the Crystals. I mean, this is how cool would it have been? So, anyway, we got to check out what's going on for 2024 because that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And Santo, he retired. And what I found from online through my research, there is a rockabilly artist slash guitarist slash writer um, by the name of Deke Dickerson. Uh, he writes for Guitar Magazine. He has a column there. Um, and he interviewed him. He found Santo in Long Island. Um, and he claims he was the first person to talk about music with him since 1989. I, okay. Wow. Okay. And he hadn't played publicly or released any new music since then. I don't know about the falling out. I couldn't find if there was, if there was any drama. <laughs> you know, it happens, mm, right? Yeah. You know, you know, so, but yes. Um, this is, uh, you know, Santo just, uh, according to Deke Dickerson's interview, um, Santo displays at home. Uh, he's semi-retired because I guess retired would be, you don't pick up, you don't pick up an instrument again. So he's playing for himself. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Since 1989? Yeah. That's really interesting, Stephanie. I hadn't even come across that in my research and trying to figure out where he was. So that's fascinating to say, hey, I'm going to kind of grant this one-time interview for this magazine. I don't talk yeah. about it since 1989. <laughs> That's wild to me. That's wild. Well, check check it out, Steph. So at the end, Deke Dickerson was saying, like, he was trying to keep in touch, sending him some gifts or what have you, but all of his packages kept saying return to sender. So it kind of sounds like Santo was like, hey, man, I gave you one shot, and that's it. Now leave me the hell alone. And we're done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He's just, he's just trying to live his best life. You know? yeah. I mean, that, that's cool. I can respect that. But, you know, I mean, this whole doing the research and just even discovering the whole lyrics thing, that was new to me. So there's just so much to be said about this song. And I definitely and, you know, want to keep learning more. And I need to learn, uh, listen to some versions that actually take in those lyrics. So because um, they're beautiful. Yeah. These gorgeous lyrics that, you know, it's like, hey, we don't actually need lyrics for this original version, but we're going to have them. We're going to have them on tap. Have these people years later be like, well, I would like to do a version of this. It's just, again, the remarkable legacy of this song. Like, I can't yeah. get over it. And it's it's so striking to me. And, yeah, I know we bonded over it, Stephanie. So um, I think it's, a, it's one I'll always think about and cherish. Yeah, we're... I don't even know how we got onto it. I was probably talking about La Bamba, getting to know each other. So if you're yeah. friends with me, you know that I love La Bamba and I love Richie Valens. Like that, you Hell just yeah. know that. I actually love Richie Valens. Oh, she listens to metal. All right, that's Stephanie. So <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. That's just me in a nutshell. And uh, the same, Santo and Johnny, sleep off the song. And that was so yeah. cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I talked to many people about this jam. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I immediately was like, oh my God, it was so formative for me growing up. 
So I thought that was so neat. Um, and it was just one of those things where it was like, oh my God, yes. Like the song, we have such a connection through this song. This was so, this was so cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Such, so good. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Johnny will go back to Mohegan so we can go see him live. I would love that. Cool. I would love to check yeah. that out sometime. Yeah. We got to make that happen, girl. Well, this is so fun. And I feel like we're always on this fun memory lane and talk tuners as usual. We'd love to hear your memories. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Johnny live. We'd love to hear about that for sure. Um, If you'd ever uh, have a different memory associated, we just really enjoy hearing what music evokes for you. So please reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. We're on all your socials of choice. Anything that you're on, we're probably on. That includes Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Stephanie's Talk Tunes, or on Twitter, Stephanie's Talk. You can just reach out to us directly if you want to email Stephanie's Talk Tunes at gmail.com. Shortcut to all things Stephanie's, Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes at Stephanie's Talk Tunes.com. You can find every episode there. You can even find some merch if you'd like to support us that way, if you're feeling inclined. However, there's a, there's a free way to support us as well. You could just rate us on Good Pods. You can just rate us on Good Pods. It helps our visibility immensely. Uh, Stephanie, I know I've seen us crawling up the music history charts over on Good Pods recently, and it's so gratifying and it's so cool. And just want to say thank you to the folks yeah. who've rated us. For sure. Hey, man, thank you so much. It takes two seconds of your time. Just drop us a, a five star uh, and, uh, you know, hit us up. We always want to hear from folks that are listening that have their own memories that's what we're here for, to talk about it with other music enthusiasts like yourself. So thanks for tuning in. We are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, we've got plenty of other sister and brother podcasts for you to check out, all music related. So we're in good company. Go check them out um, and, uh, and discover some new stuff. This is Stephanie Pena, and I am out. Stephanie Myers, peace, talk tuners. We'll see you in two weeks. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts 
or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.